Welcome to the Lone Star Play Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. The Lone Star Play Podcast is produced by TexasRealFood.com. It's a comprehensive website directory. It's got basically just a list of all the great places in Texas that you would want to eat. Farmers markets, restaurants, and bars, and breweries, and distilleries, and artisanal craft shops, things like that. Anybody that's dealing with real food, you know, artisanal, organic, all natural, that's what we want. So you can go on the website, you can find all those places in Texas, you can search by your zip code or by your city or whatever, and just brings up all the places nearest to you. Uh, it also has, you know, a lot of resources. You can find recipes. It's a cool blog with just different stories about, you know, the Texas food scene. You can find videos too, articles. There's just all kinds of resources on there. You can also find the podcast. So, you know, you can go to texasrealfood.com slash podcast, find more information about, about us. Uh, you can also just go to the LoneStarPlate.com and it will just forward you there. Um, so anyway, we have a very special episode. As always, they're all special. Um, you know, continuing with our COVID-19 quarantine lockdown breakdown. So uh, very excited about a guest that I have today. Um, he is a server locally here and he's doing something really cool. He is collecting you know, provisions from the local food establishments to then put into bags and give out to the homeless. It's really an amazing project right now, and it's really an amazing thing for somebody to be doing and stepping up and doing that. So uh, we're going to talk to him and get a little more information. So I'm going to let him introduce himself and tell a little bit about what he's doing. So let's bring him in and let's get this started. How's it going, Patrick? Perfect, man. How you doing, David? Not too bad. Can't complain. Nice. Good, man. Well, um, look, I, I did a, sort of a quick little intro about, you know, sort of what you're you're doing at the moment, um, which is why, you know, I wanted to bring you on the podcast. So if you if you would, just for our listeners and our viewers, just sort of, you know, give your name and and sort of tell people about what you're doing right now. Uh, my name is David Goen. Um, I'm a service industry worker in Austin, Texas. Um, after the quarantine started, I came to the realization that, you know, homeless people are suffering the most right now. Um, I actually spent uh, about a year and a half traveling, doing the train kid thing. So I had that experience around homeless people. I know how they live their life. I know what they do. Um, I used to be one of them for a little while. Um, and they really do live off other people. They are dependent off um, asking for money from other people out on the street. They're dependent on, um, you know, what they call white boxes, which are leftovers and those white boxes you get from restaurants. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of what they get. That's how they sustain themselves. Um, during this quarantine, they don't have that form of income. They don't have that. They don't have the people out. Uh, so because of that, I took it upon myself to um, start looking for donations, start asking people if they could uh, afford anything, any money, any groceries, anything like that, um, and started putting together these little care packages for them and putting them out. So far, I've done 50. I have another um, 100 about to be going out on Saturday, and uh, just plan on keeping it up until quarantine's gone, you know? Like, th these guys are suffering just as much as we are, if not more. Like, they can't get unemployment. They can't get a stimulus check. They can't get anything. You know, they have some resources, but often those resources in the homeless community, those nonprofits, they can't help everyone. And even then, the amount of help they can give isn't always enough. 
you know yeah um so without without people out they they're losing like so much they have so much lost right now man yeah that's you know it's really amazing uh what you're doing and you're right um a lot of times you know we i guess we just sort of forget about what's happening right we just drive by and and sometimes people like that get ignored you know and we don't think about what's happening to them we're just thinking about ourselves and our house and our food and, and that's okay too but at the same time this is time this is a time to be about community and it's great when people uh like yourself or thinking outside of yourself, you know, and you're, you're trying yeah. to help your, your fellow person. And especially said you were there yourself at one time. So, you know, maybe you feel an obligation of sort, like I should be there helping them because if that was me again, I would want somebody coming to help me and, and give me some stuff. And that's a great attitude, man. Really, really is just super respectful, man. You know what you're doing. So how are you getting these provisions? What are you doing exactly to, to make that happen? Um, as you've seen on the Facebook group, uh, in the weeds. Um, so plug in the weeds a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, fantastic I, Facebook group. Absolutely. Love it. Yeah. I actually just moved here from Savannah, Georgia, eight months ago. I've lived in a total of six cities in the U S for an extended period of time. And I've never seen a Facebook group for a service industry that's so widespread and that has so much community and connection. So I've been going to Facebook groups like In the Weeds um, and just posting, telling them my message, telling them what I'm talking about and asking for monetary donations and then also grocery donations. Um, I've had people drop them off. I've gone and picked them up. And um, every single dollar I get from other people have gone, has gone to HEB and um, has gone into these bags. And uh, it's just, you know, it makes me feel good. It, um, not going to lie, but... Uh, it uh, also just really is making an impact. Like I came and described the uh, first weekend I went out and did this. I had numerous people like when I stopped, I was like, hey, man, do you need a meal? I had numerous people think that I was joking. That yeah. I wasn't being serious. Um, I was walking around with 20 bags and they thought, oh, this guy's just being an asshole and joking around and he's just carrying his groceries. And uh, that blew me away. And that told me that there is no one else out there doing yeah, it. Yeah, totally. So, like, you know, and um, it, it, it just, it needs to happen. And it, like, people need to be taken care of. Like, not everyone has, it comes from the same walks of life. And uh, some people end up in very bad situations, but that doesn't mean they're not people. And that doesn't mean they don't need to be taken care of. 100%. Uh, Absolutely. 100%. Totally agree. Absolutely. We're, we're all a community. Um, th this for me has, has shown me uh, you know, the lockdown and everything happening, it's really shown me who cares about community and who cares about themselves only. <laughs> Absolutely. Honestly, Absolutely. it's, it's literally drawn a line in the sand and you get to see exactly how people think the people that are like, let's get out there. And they don't care. They obviously are showing you, they only care about themselves and they don't care about the community. They're literally only thinking, well, I don't think it's bad. So because I don't think it's bad, fuck everybody else. And I'm just going to go out and do whatever I want. And that's, it's such a it's such a crazy thing to see some people and some people I didn't expect to be that way and vice versa. Other people that I thought would be out doing whatever are the ones like stay home. This is serious, you know, so but I'm getting to see who of my family and friends like takes community seriously and who doesn't take community seriously, because that's really what this is about. You, you, you stay home, not just for yourself. Right. You're staying home to protect the community. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I actually, uh, 
I'm not sure if you watched John Oliver, but he had a he had a new episode on Sunday as always, and he brought up that very good point. Like in the beginning of this, we were all community driven. We were all like, oh wait, like yeah, some of us, even me, like thought, oh no, this is just being blown out of proportion. 24-hour news cycle, unfortunately, has done that. Like, you can't trust anything from those sources anymore. And it felt like it was being blown out of proportion. But once we realized how serious it was, we had that sense of community, 100%. Every single person had that sense. And it was beautiful. And after a month, we already have, <laughs> well, I, I don't want to call them lesser people, but the, those who can't handle just being alone for a little while, uh, maybe that's some psychological stuff. And they just can't handle being alone to their thoughts, but I don't know. Uh, but we already have these people coming out and protesting and doing these stupid, stupid things. Um, and that sense of community has been lost. It, it only took a it only took a few weeks yeah. for that whole for everyone being together to just disintegrate. And um, I brought up John Oliver because he made that exact point, and uh, it was really thought provoking for me realizing. I was like, wow wow um, i'm gonna watch that i i do watch uh, that show but i haven't seen it in honestly quite a while i think since the summer uh, but i'm gonna oh, watch yeah. that episode that you're talking about now he he's been um he's actually been uh filming out his house um, oh right on yeah and it's uh <laughs> it's still really good um yeah past, past three episodes have been great or that's past awesome three. but um no it's uh it's just it's it's crazy just how how short the attention span is of people, especially people in America. Like, I know it's happening in other places, too, but not as bad as here. And that willful ignorance is just irks me so Oh, much. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, you just you don't even have to be college educated. You do some simple research online, research the Spanish flu, and you'll see this exact thing happened in 1918. And sure enough, the majority of states and cities had a double hump graph, which means they released the restrictions too early and they had a huge increase of cases of the Spanish flu because they relieved those restrictions way too early. And, and, actually, and actually, the second wave that came of the Spanish flu killed more people than the first wave, and it absolutely. killed more people than World War II. Absolutely. How crazy is and that? <laughs> and, and like it, it doesn't take very much research to figure that out like totally. if you if you want to be educated in this day and age you don't have to go to college you have to get on the internet and search yeah. and educate yourself sure. and that's why i call this like for the people out there a willful ignorance because that's really what it is they don't they just want to listen to their fox news excuse me if uh, that's going to offend some of your viewers they just want to listen to their fox news and uh ignore the reality of the case the reality of the world right now yeah um, it's time to trust the experts right i mean that that's my theory in life period trust the experts on anything they're talking to me about what the fuck do i know about viruses right like <laughs> nada i know zilch and anybody trying to act like there's some expert like hey, i don't think it's wrong i think it's fine we should just get back out there i'm sorry who are you what did you go, where did you go to school? What the fuck do you know about this? Oh, it's just your opinion. Oh, okay, I see. Because you worked 30 years down at the factory, you know everything that's going on and the you know what I mean? It's like people's oh. people's sense of of what to do is based on empirical evidence, meaning anything that's just happened in their particular lives. So they think 
well, this is how it is for everybody. Nope. That's why we have experts in every field. If I have a plumbing problem, I call a plumber. If I've got a roofing problem, I call a roofer. How come we don't trust scientists when it comes to this stuff? I, it blows my mind for some people to not trust science or doctors sometimes. I get one person you wouldn't want to trust, but when it's a peer-reviewed team sort of community thinking this is happening, I believe that. Okay, one person, I can understand having some whatever about that person. But again, if it's a whole community of scientists and doctors telling us the same thing, like, why would you go against? I mean, it literally makes zero sense to go against it. And that's what I mean by it's showing me a line in the sand who's, who, is, who actually cares about community and is listening to the experts and who really just doesn't care and is willing to put my life at risk for it. That's what Absolutely. they're showing me. They're literally willing to put my life, my friends, my family, everybody at risk so that they can go get a goddamn haircut. Like, are <laughs> you kidding me? Like, I, I, can't, I don't understand that one. I, I got as a player of Clippers here, you know, yeah. but that's just I mean, right, that's just crazy. <laughs> um, look, I understand people's frustrations. I do. I, I get it. I, I sympathize. Oh, right? Like, I, I get it. I get that people want to get out of the house and get to work. And like everybody, we all want the same thing. But at the same time, we all have to it's, – it's like trying to get out of the plane before it lands. Like, hold up. Wait. Wait, guys. We all going to land this together. I'm just as excited to get off the plane as you. I'm just as excited to get to the destination and get to my beach spot and get my hotel, blah, blah, blah. But we can't get off the plane before it lands. I mean, it's that simple. And that's what's happening right now. And, again, I get people's frustrations. I totally understand it. But that doesn't mean – you know, we, we get to have this this free for all. And, you know, seeing that protest in Austin at the Capitol steps was really discouraging, to be honest with you. In a I lot didn't of hear there was one in Austin. Yes. I thought Austin was better than that. Honestly, no, it was in Austin. <laughs> They've been showing it all over the news. Like the Austin one is the main one. They're just Austin. You know, it's in, it was in Annapolis. Uh, I don't know all the different states, but Austin, um, yeah, they keep showing it and all these people with the signs. And, and what's funny is you see some people protesting with masks on. So let me get this straight. You do believe in it, but only to a certain point or what? I don't like, why are you even wearing a mask if you don't think this is real to begin with? That's my, I mean, it just makes no sense. <laughs> I will say one one really big thing, and this is also coming from the same episode of John Oliver last night that I watched. Um, but your, your comment on trusting experts, a large part of that problem is uh, a, a, a segment that he had brought up is um, Fox News went with the hydrochloroquine thing. Yeah. Um, Fox News, or uh, specifically Tom Carson, I think that's his name, whatever his name is, um, interviewed a dude about the hydro drug thing, the malaria drug, uh, or the lupus drug, I should say. Um, he interviewed a person about that who claimed he was a, um, he was a expert at Stanford or Stafford or Stan, Stan, yeah, Stanford. Stanford yeah. Um, and that he, he worked there and he was like a representative of the school and he did these studies and he like has all this proof. After that interview came out with, uh, Tucker Carlson, that's the name. Oh, Tucker um, Carlson. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, after that interview came out, Stafford was or Stanford was like, um, we don't know this guy. He does not <laughs> represent the school. What? And that's so much more common in those right wing talk shows than you think it is. They just bring on anyone who claims some qualifications and then spews bullshit. 
They um, brought on Dr. Oz and Dr. Phil to tell exactly. us what to do. It's like, and, and people listen to these people without backing up, without looking at their credentials, sure. without looking at where they actually are coming from. Sure. They just take it at face value and they're like, oh, he said he works at Stanford. He's a smart, trustworthy guy. But in reality, he never was, you know? And so that happens so much more than these people want to admit. Like they, they just love the sensationalism of that type of news. And they don't want to actually back check and look back at like, wait, is this guy actually telling the truth? Sure. You know, um, Again, that, that's why I always say like trusting one person, I understand having, I'm a very skeptical person. That's just how I am. Um, absolutely. I am. You know, so, so, and there's nothing wrong with that. I question things as we should. Um, but, Again, I can understand one person telling me something. It's like, eh. But again, if I see a community of people or a group, then I'm going to think about it differently, you know, and you have to do that. You've got to, especially with news, like you said, there's a 24-hour news cycle. There's tons of news sources to get news from. So I think if you hear something, the best thing to do is to double check it. Is another, is another news source saying the same thing and this, you know, and once you start to see that, you, you can start to trust some of what's happening, you know? I mean, watch out. Bill Gates is making a vaccine that's going to have an RFID chip in it so we can all be tracked. New World <laughs> Order is happening, Patrick. It's happening. I mean, to be honest with you, man, like, I've thought the about that a lot. You think I'm serious. <laughs> no, no. It, it, um, I've thought about that a lot. Um, it's come up a lot. And the truth is, is like, uh, I mean, this may not be a popular opinion, but it doesn't bother me. Because yeah. for the for this reason, technology is always we're always going to move forward with inventions. People thought the camera when it first came out would take away your soul, so they didn't want pictures taken of themselves. So I mean, the Amish still believe that. That's probably true. Um, that, I, I didn't know that. True. Part of their views that you will not find a photograph of an Amish person. That's crazy. You may have a Mennonite, but not 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 a true Amish because they I, I actually uh, I actually lived. Um, in Pennsylvania and Lancaster for like three years. So I lived not with the Amish, but they were my neighbors. You know, I would see yeah, them all, all the time. I drew, I drew through there when I went to Hershey Park, actually. And uh, yeah, Hershey uh, Park. Yeah. I, I spent a couple days and like uh, there, I stayed in one of uh, the, there was like a little inn that was in the town and um, yeah. got to know the people and like got to know their culture. And it was like, that's something I've always loved personally is traveling, getting to know other people and like their 100%. ways of life which is like how I ended up doing what I'm doing, which is how I ended up here on your show. Because like doing having what that you do. for others is sure. just so important in life. And you can't do that without understanding. Let me ask you this. Um, was there a particular moment or day or hour or something that happened that made you do this? Or was, were you just always thinking about it? Or did something happen? You saw some of the news. You said, you know what? I'm fucking doing something. You know, what was it? Something like that or what? So... It's actually really funny how I came across this and how I decided to go for it. Uh, so I was, I've been talking about how this is going to hurt the homeless community since the beginning, since the beginning. Um, during quarantine, obviously, we've all been watching a lot of TV. I um, have always loved the show Community. I watched it when it was first on TV. Very meta, made by Dan Harmon. So, you know, obviously very meta. Great show. Um, I was watching it I, I watched it all the way through again and one of the if you've seen it one of the big characters Britta um her big thing is being a make-believe activist like she wants to talk she talks about all these issues but she doesn't do anything 
She never tries to do anything to make a difference. She just talks. Um, and through watching that show and seeing her like that, I was like, shit, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm just talking. I'm not, like, if I wanted to do something, I have all this time in the world. I'm not working. I'm on unemployment. Like, why not? Like, I, there's no better time in the world to actually want to do something than right now. And so, yeah, it was a uh, Dan Harmon influence. It was, um, <laughs> it was watching that and feeling bad about myself because I related to her and I was like, shit, I'm just, I'm just full of smoke. Let's, let's make a fire. Let's do something, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, and so the snowball started to roll. So let me get this straight. This might be the first time in the history of Netflix and binging that someone actually did something proactive because productive, right? Right. right? right. Like it's awesome. It's all, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> hey, that's what thinker shows are for. That's what meta shows are for to make you actually sure. think about yourself and yeah. laugh and enjoy the stupid comedy. But you know, I figured there was a moment because uh, usually how these things happen, I know at least for myself and my own personal experience, anytime I've done something like you're doing or something special or whatever it may be, there was always a moment that something flipped for me or switched and made me whatever, go for it. So uh, that's, that's cool. That's good to know. Just think if you hadn't decided to put that on or, or think if you didn't have, you know, this or that, would, would you still be doing it? I like to have thoughts like that. Like would, Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Would my what would have gone this way had had this not happened? But honestly, like just talking to you, yes. Honestly, just kind of talking to you, I kind of feel like you would have come to that realization either way. I would like to think that that would be the case, but uh, if I'm honest with myself, I can be a rather unmotivated pothead sometimes, uh, sure. or most of the time. So <laughs> maybe maybe it wouldn't. Um, but either way, um, I'm happy it did because like. And that's the other thing. Like, I'm, I'm in the service industry. I'm 25. Like, I'm in the service industry because I got sucked into it because I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I tried to go to school, and it seemed like a waste of money because I was directionless. Um, and that's not uncommon for the service industry. A lot of people end up in this, this industry because of that. Um, and it That's just how everybody uh, gets started in the industry. Literally, everybody starts like that. No, exactly. Nobody, and let, maybe a chef. Maybe a chef, but for the most part, even that is like, I'm just going to do this for a couple of years till I go do this, right? Yeah. Any server or bartender you ask, they're like, well, no, I'm going to school for this. I'm an actor. I do this. I do that. Um, I'm in a band. Uh, you yeah. know, I, I do whatever. I draw comics on the side uh, until, until that takes off. I'm doing this, you know. I, I get it, yeah. dude. I, ser I served and bartended for forever. You know? Yeah. And that, um, that unmotivation and like, like likeliness to just sit around and do nothing and you know just smoke my weed and go to work uh kept me down for so many years it really did um but through quarantine and through this like i've actually found direction in life like this makes me feel so good that i know if i went to school and got paid for it i'd feel even better That's so awesome. like i'm over the moon about how how this has come about and what quarantine has done for my psyche because i have never had direction in my life. And now I actually have some semblance of direction. Like, oh my God, I'm a helper. I help people. I need to That's get awesome. paid to help people. That's awesome. Serving's yeah. not helping people. It's just enjoying food and having a good time, you know? Sure. It's good money, but it's not fulfilling, you know? Yeah. Um, no offense to any servers or bartenders listening to this soon. You know, it's... It, you're it not alone, dog. You're not alone. I mean, how, fulfill <laughs> how fulfilling is it to bring somebody their seventh iced tea 
and and that and that and that uh, extra fork that they because they drop one on the floor. I mean, really, how fulfilling is that? You know, to your soul. How hard is it to keep your fork on the freaking plate, man? Yeah. Or the table, for gosh' sake. Yeah. And then I got four tables. I got a full section, and you want me to go get you a fork? I got orders to take. Keep your fork on the table. Keep it on the table. Ah. Totally right. I love it, dude. You hit a, you hit a spot, man. Yeah, I hey, because I've been there. That's why I know. You know, I, look, I've waited tables in three countries, so and bartended. So I, I used to live in Spain. I worked over there and and worked in their system of of bartending and waiting. And I worked in Mexico actually as well in Veracruz. I used to live there. And dude, let me tell you something. It's all this. Serving as a real profession, huh? How is serving as a real profession? I mean, to be honest with you, man, it's looked, I guess in Spain, they do see it as like a profession, to be honest with you. They, they really do. So, yeah, it is nice. You, you get a little more respect from people when you tell them what you do. They don't, oh, you're a server. Because here, it, just like we were talking about, if you tell somebody you're a server or bartender, oh, well, what are you going to do? Right? Yeah. Like, they never think that's your job. It's like, well, okay, you're doing that, but what, what are you actually going to do? Like, no, bitch, this is what actually what I'm doing. Like, what are you talking about? And, and in Spain, it is like that. You, you, you have your, you know, that's your job, and there's no, they give you a place to live even a lot of places, you know, so you're, it's, it's everything to you, you know, and it's definitely well-respected. And that part irritates me so much because, like, especially with our modern society in America, like, America's becoming a producer of entertainment like that is our biggest export is entertainment and yeah. all of the people who live here and live in america seek entertainment because that's the culture we live in is to always keep ourselves distracted and entertained because of that shift and change and how everyone thinks the service industry also because of automation has become the largest industry in america the majority like maybe not the majority, but the largest percentage of people who are working typically work in restaurants of some capacity. Oh yeah, absolutely. But it's not a real job. Totally. How is it not a real job when the majority of Americans are working it? Absolutely. I don't, I don't get that. I any don't get any that. job is a real job in my opinion. Anything, you're, anything you're doing, I have respect for any job. And to me, any job is respectful and you're earning your keep you know, uh, doing your part to, for society or not just have a job and paying your bills. Great. No problem. There's nothing wrong with that either, but that any job dude. So yeah, I don't get that. If you're willing to work for somebody and do what they tell you, that's a job. And I, I don't care if that's the same job you have your whole life. I don't, ju I just, I'm not like that. Right. I don't ju I've had every kind of job, you know, I've done everything. I mean, absolutely not, dude. It's um, absolutely exactly. So, you know, it doesn't look, dude, there's assholes everywhere. Again, it, it, what I was getting my point I earlier like about like Americans an asshole, but that's just me. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Again, sorry to you listeners. Sorry. They're, they're everywhere, man. I promise you. Um, you know, like I said, when I, when I worked in Spain, there, there was still some of the same issues that you deal with here over there. I mean, it, nothing goes away. You can't escape anything. You can't because people, well, I'll move here and I'll get away from that. No, you know, a lot of shit follows you, to be honest with you. Um, people are assholes everywhere. Um, not all people, but I'm saying there are assholes everywhere. You know, no matter where you go, you can't escape uh, that the, there's going to be some assholes. Um, but I don't know. I honestly made less money there than I did here. So. Oh, really? 
Yeah, oh, yeah. Considerably less money, but the cost of living there was cheaper. Oh, okay. So I didn't ever have any issues with money. You know, I, I would make about... money, but it felt like you had more. Totally. You know, but I would, like, I, capitalism, what can we say? I mean, honestly, man, they, they take care of their people. They look out after everything. You feel secure. They've got health care. Um, again, I would get a place to live, all my meals paid for, and they're paying me to work. Yeah. You know, it was a great, but I will say this, they don't really have like here when you get a job, you get a job, right? It's your job till you get fired or lose it or quit. It's not like that there. There, everything's a contract. So you get hired somewhere, it's temporary, anywhere. So I'm going to hire you for the restaurant for the season. It's basically everything goes by season. So I'll bring you in for the spring season or the summer season or the fall or the winter. And after three months, if I like you, I'll keep you and I'll renew your contract every three months or every season. And that's, so you kind of always have to be on your toes in a way because the boss could be like, well, not going to renew his contract when it comes up because he's not doing his job, you know? So you got to work hard. I met, honestly, the hardest working servers and bartenders I met in my whole life were in Spain. These motherfuckers wow. worked like, good God. I never saw people work so hard. They don't have the big staffs that restaurants have here. Because, again, the pay is different. So there's less people, but you do way more work. As opposed to here, you know, a restaurant can have 50 servers because they pay them $2.13 an hour. So it doesn't cost them shit. To have all these servers you know at the place but yep. it's just it's just not like that over in spain like i didn't there's no bussers and back back waiters and all this other bullshit i mean you're doing everything everywhere and i worked at super fine dining to a little chilinguin we call them like a little beach beach bar you know you name it i i, I worked it and yeah it is it's it's different but at the same time it's the same in a lot of ways. I don't know. There was good and bad to it. You know, I liked the money I could make in the States and that was hard to put away because it was like, damn, I would definitely make like double what I'm making. But again, the cost of living and the beautiful area that I'm at, I was like, I, I wouldn't change this, you know, for, for anything. But then it just became not enough jobs in Spain. If anybody knows the history of what's happened in Spain for the last 10 or 15 years, they've had what's called a, a crisis, a crisis. Um, and their unemployment has been unreal. Percentages that are unreal. Basically, what's happening in the States has been happening there for the last 10 or 15 years, you know, as far as unemployment shooting through the roof, you know. Um, so, yeah, man, it's it's a tough it's a tough gig being a server. You, you know, you don't really you get shit on a lot, to be frank with you. And it sucks because you do a great, you know, uh, servers. We always did great things. And we, 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 we can create an experience for somebody. We can literally ruin your dining experience for you, you know, or make it the best thing that's ever happened to you. And even then we can, we can make your vacation too. Like I've gone yeah. so many places. I can't count how many times I have found a bartender that I have loved and have gone and seen him at least three or four times before I left that city on a vacation. Good because point. like that's the power we have. Like if we are good at our job, we can make your vacation so much better and make you want to come back and visit us before you leave. Um, yeah, but I do want to touch on one thing that you had mentioned and um, that's running away from, um, from your problems. Like they kind of mentioned, um, and you can, yeah, you can move around. Like I've moved around a lot. And when I first started moving around, it was exactly that. It was running away. And I came to the realization um, in the last city I was in, Savannah, 
um, because a lot of people, especially in the service industry, refer to Savannah as a black hole. And that's not uncommon. A lot of people refer to the city they live in as a black hole. And I used to think that way about my home state and my home city, Richmond, Virginia. But then I came to the realization that the city is not the black hole. The people you're around aren't the black hole. You're the black hole. And if, you're keep, if you keep running away from every city because you think this city sucks, that city sucks, these people suck, I need a new people around me, you're not gonna change anything. You're gonna continue being that black hole because you're looking for other reasons that aren't yourself to run away from. You're, you're blaming everything except for who you are as a person. And it's, it's a big profound thing that, I t that, that you touched on and that I personally have realized over my fucking 25 years of life at this point. Um, I, just, I just figured since I have a platform, I'd say it because like a lot of Absolutely. people, you're the black hole, you need to change. If you feel like the place you live is a black hole, look into yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Don't try to move and spend a lot of money and relocate and change your life. Like that's not going to work. I tried it. I tried it so many times and I had a blast doing it because I went so many different places, but at the same time, I never became a better person because of it. I didn't become a better person. until I started working on myself. Absolutely. And that's that black hole thing. And like, yeah. I just, just want to touch on that because you touched yeah. on it. And I was like, Oh my God, I love that notion so much. More people need to realize that. It's absolutely true. Well, look, I've, I've moved my whole life. Um, you know, I went to so many schools growing up. My parents just moved a lot. My mom's from Mexico city. My dad's from America. So I grew up in two countries going back and forth constantly as a kid. And when I became an adult, it didn't even dawn on me to stay in one place. You know, it just, I constantly moved and moved around the world and um, I'm all about new experiences and new things. And that, that's something I knew sort of, I don't know, I guess instinctively that anywhere I go, I'm taking everything with me, you know, essentially. I know I'm leaving, but my problems come with me and they're not going to escape. And yeah, you're exactly right, man. It's, it's um, you know, moving for me has just been about the experiences and culture and learning and perspective. Because for me, it's all about widening my perspective to then start to have empathy for my fellow man. Because, you know, if you, if you live in a little town and you never leave that little town, I get it. It's hard for you to try to put yourself in the shoes of Joe Schmo refugee coming over on a boat and needing help. And you're like, well, I don't want, what are we doing here? We're, you know, borders are overrun. They're coming in. It's like, but if you, if you travel a little bit and you have more perspective, I guarantee your opinion's going to be different for the most part, you know? So that's it. I, I literally did it just to learn and gain perspective about my fellow man because I want to learn. I want to understand people more. Absolutely. And traveling is great. And like living in different cities is phenomenal. Like I love it. But the big thing is for doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, 100%. 100%. For doing it for the right reasons. When I first started, I wasn't. I was yeah. running. Yeah, you I, were I was running. never doing it for the right reasons. But I have gotten through personal growth, through personal development. Now I do enjoy traveling and changing cities every few years, but it's not about, it's not about because the city's not good for me. It's yeah. about those experiences and enjoying life. Totally. It's like, I'm, I'm like, I'm one of those people in that small town, like, or, like Richmond, Virginia is not small, but I grew up in uh, the suburbs in the Bokian and a uh, big Roman Catholic family, like all of my family, uh, all my mom's five siblings are all located in that small area 
um my brother and sister never left like it's um and then even then like my great aunts and great uncles because like not only was she one of six also both her parents were um so it's just like it's all just congregated right there and that was the biggest thing for me is like no i i don't want to be a townie townies get into pyramid schemes i don't want that <laughs> I want to get out. I want to do things. I want to see the world. And um, that's what I ended up doing. And like, it, like I said, it started out in the wrong way. But at the same time, like, it was the catalyst I needed to realize a lot of things and um, be happy in life. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of people would benefit from leaving their small towns, leaving their yes. comfortable family. Like, family's great. And it's a great backup and support of, course but you can't change and grow into the like into your best self if you just stay and like for, for you, me, you don't have to in my opinion is you don't have to move but go travel just take vacations to other places and travel, check them exactly least. exactly at least travel and i get that maybe you can't move or, or whatever but you can definitely travel and check stuff out and you don't have to go to the fucking corpus christi you know, Motel 6 that you go to every year and, and go to the same beach spot and the same, you know, it's like, go somewhere new, go somewhere that maybe you might not even think you would like, but just go for it, you know, get out there. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you can have a good time anywhere in any city at any time if you are open, you know, to, to taking in new experiences and if you're just open to what's again if you just if you just leave that door open and you're ready to walk out into whatever you're going to have a good time anywhere you go because it's a new experience a new cultural aspect you didn't think about and now you're experiencing something new in a new city new food i mean I, you know my thing is definitely food anywhere i go you know what what can i Absolutely. i mean i build my whole day around it to be honest with you it's i'm gonna be eating here and here and here okay so let's move this way so we this end up here food, but that's just me yeah yeah you know i mean food and drinking i mean that's really the gist of it you're just kind of moving around where can i get the best which is why i love spain so much because spain is literally all about drinking and eating all the all day long every day i love it it's just like that's what life is about uh, and that's something else you can learn you can learn what life is about for you by living in different places, you know, because every Absolutely. culture and country has these different viewpoints on what they think life is and what it's about. And you can also get people's perspective of what they think of America, you know, they're, and they're not afraid to tell you, you know, no, that's the, <laughs> anywhere, anywhere I've traveled internationally. That's the first thing people have no problem of putting down your country, like right to your face, which is kind of, a little unusual because that's not something we promote here, right? We would be like, that's xenophobe, that's racist. How can you do that to people? But you go to another country, they will do that to you in two seconds. Like, America sucks. You know, America. I mean, haven't, we haven't we earned that, though? In some uh, ways, in some ways, yes. Like maybe not the individual, definitely yeah. not the individual citizen, but totally. our country's history has earned that kind of... Um, but all but all countries have all this is you know i've had this conversation a million times like this is what i would say to people well look your country has had problems too and i could go through with this and this and that i get it i found myself defending america that i never thought i would right because when you live in america you're like you, you criticize it a little bit more that's the beauty of our country 
freedom of speech and to criticize our own government. And it should be that way. Uh, but when I was living overseas, you find yourself defending America. And that was not my intent to be like, fuck yeah, America. And that was never my response. It was just, well, shit, let's talk about actually, because a lot of people actually have wrong ideas about America, to be frank with you. I found out they'd be like, oh, well, you guys all do this. I'm like, all of us, there's 330 million Americans. Do you really think we all carry a gun and ride a horse around? That's not the, <laughs> I, I promise you that does not happen. Even in Texas, that's not what's happening. Uh, so yeah, it's crazy, man. I, I think again, you just have an open heart, have perspective, care about your fellow man, just like what you're doing, man. You know, you're going out, you're giving out these bags uh, to people and you're literally changing their life, man. Like you, I, I guarantee you if that, those, every person you gave a bag, bag to got a burst of hope through them. There's yeah. just no doubt in my mind, even if they didn't show it to you. Because, oh no, I saw it. You know, I, I saw it most of the time. Some, some of them I didn't see it in, but some of them were um, a little too far gone to see it in them. Sure. But at the same time, I saw it in the majority. Like That's awesome. I, I saw that, like, whoa, someone actually wants to help. Like, yeah. what? Yeah, someone's out here risking contamination just to make sure we're fed. Oh my god, I can't believe this. It's awesome. Like I saw that so many times just in like the first day and it it filled me with that 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 good feeling you know like i'm super anti like people who do th this type of stuff but film it and share it on social media because you you, you shouldn't do it for likes or for shares sure, or like sure. you shouldn't do it to, to let other people know how good you are um like you will not find any videos or photos of me going out and actually doing it um and that's a big reason because it's not for like i'm, I'm so happy you got me on your show so i can talk about it. but at the same time like it's not for recognition it's for helping but at the same time yeah. i can take that little selfish good feeling from it because that good feeling is what's going to keep me doing it and that absolutely good is like why other people should do it because you will feel good if you help people but that's a good point. Um, you're right. But I will say this about, look, I understand. And it's actually very admirable that you're not trying to, you know, hey, uh, look at me, look at me, look at what I'm doing sort of thing. Right. There's that saying I I'm not religious in any way, and, but I did study the Bible many years ago. And there's this famous quote uh, that I love. That's basically what you're talking about. It's in Matthew. It's basically do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. That's basically what you're talking about. When you when you go to give something away, you don't shout it out to the streets and let everyone know, hey, I'm helping people. Hey, I'm giving stuff away. Right. You do things not letting your other part know that you're doing it. See, it's a secretive sort of way to help people. And it's basically what you're saying. And I 100 percent agree with that. But I will say this about pictures and social media and stuff. The only thing I would say about that is. You could also inspire people to do it by putting up some pictures. And so there's a way to do it that still respects the person you're the person you're helping and yourself, because I really admire that you say that, to be honest with you. But it can inspire people to do it and it can help people donate to you. Right. It can help. It can help bring and in resources. And that is the big catch 22. Sorry, I keep interrupting you, by the way. No, I'm no. a super ADHD individual. This is like, Zoom, dog. Are you kidding me? My thoughts down are really hard. It's really hard sometimes. Don't worry about um, it. But, 
but but no that that's an absolute thing because like that is the catch-22 like when you when you want to inspire people those that that type of outreach is how you inspire people because they yeah. see it and they want to they want to do the same thing they want to share it too yeah how i have done that because i have but i've done it in a different way i don't take videos or pictures of me going out and doing it however as you saw on my post i did take a picture of all 50 bags that i yeah. had made and were done yeah. and that were in my house yeah. And I shared that on social media with my message with like, hey, if you want to help me do this, please help me do this. Here's proof. This is what I'm doing. It's not a scam. I'm actually doing this and I want you to help me or I want you to do it in your city. Because I have I have like a thousand Facebook friends all over the globe or not. No, all over the globe, actually, because I've traveled so much. And um, that inspiration and that sharing is definitely important to that extent. But to to put a homeless person on your social media, to put the lowest part of their life onto the internet for everyone to see, that's I get it. okay. It's, I get it's it. not yeah. like you're, I, I, yeah. you're, you're putting that person on blast. Like, hey, look at this person who lives totally. on the street. Yeah, How's that feeling totally. to them? It sure. doesn't. 100%. It doesn't. Yeah, you're but right. There, there's ways to do it and there's ways not to do it. I agree. In my opinion. And my, uh, absolutely, I agree. Yeah. I agree. What, whatever you think is going to inspire people, you know, to, to give it, uh, you may, that, that's a great point that you're making to be, to be frank with you. That's a, a great point. Um, absolutely. Uh, you know, you, you know, I'm just playing devil's advocate, but you could ask the homeless person, Hey, what do you think about me taking a picture and you know, you smiling with the bag and let me just show people so that they give more resources so that I can give to you guys. You know, I don't know. I would just get them involved. Hey, do you guys want to help me get more stuff for you? What can we do? What What could I do? You know, what What could I do to to do that? If I film you guys saying some stuff, um, can I take some pictures of you guys? I don't want to embarrass you. I don't want to put you guys in a you know in a weird situation because I totally agree with what you're saying. Like, that's fucking low to just put somebody on blast like that in their worst moment of life without even fucking consulting with them and just so you get a semblance of, yeah, look at me helping out the homeless. Bitch, that motherfucker may not have wanted his picture taken in his tent. Like, I'm, I'm with that, you. I agree. And that goes into the right way of doing it because I, I, I honestly didn't even think about doing it that way. And that, I would agree, would be a right way to do it. But when I'm on Facebook or Instagram and I see things with uh, homeless people in them, I have never seen it done that way. I always see videos of people just walking up and doing things You're right. or, or even those like influencers who are like, Oh, Fuck watch me, people. watch me give this uh, gas station a thousand dollars and then give this guy a fake scratcher and then let him win a thousand dollars. Like, that's you're doing that for likes and shares. I agree. You're not doing that to change that man's life. Like, sure, you gave a homeless man a thousand dollars, awesome. But you're not doing that for him. You're doing totally. that for you. Absolutely. And that yeah. is what bugs me. You know. Well, what, you know, that's a good point because the that means the person that's doing that, the influencer, is actually getting more out of it than the person getting that thousand dollars, even though they got a thousand dollars guarantee you that influencer is making more than that and getting more from it. So if you're that, that should be your bar as a human being. Think about it this way. If when you go to help somebody, it helps you more than the person you're helping. You're not helping. 
You know what I mean? That's not helping if it helps you more than the person. That's the whole point of helping somebody is to sacrifice what you need for the moment and give it to this person. You know, so yeah, I'm with you, man. If you give someone a thousand dollars and you make five thousand dollars off it, like you said, that's absolutely not helping. That's making a profit off another person's life. And 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 in a bad position, you know, like you said, you're catching them at their worst moment. You know, like you said, it's it's you're right. It sucks. Well, let 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 me ask you this, uh, David. Where, what? um, Because I'm going to help you get some provisions and some resources dude i personally am going to donate some money to your cause okay and i'm going to make sure that my pot my podcast also donates money to your cause okay so both both of us we're going to do that me personally i'm going to do it and i'm going to have the podcast uh, do it as well but let's tell people how they can help you if they want to help you right somebody just joe schmo listening at home they want to help you with this what what can they do so I don't have anything official, obviously. This That's is okay. um, this is self-funded and immediate. Um, if you want, you can add me on Facebook. You can also cash at me directly at uh, dollar sign David Goen. Uh, that's G-O-I-N. Go into the store. Um, no spaces, no anything like that. Um, if you add me on Facebook, I do live in West Campus in Austin. Um, I can uh, communicate with you. Um, give you my address. You can drop things off. I can come pick them up. Um, really, what? there's a million different ways. Uh, again, it's David Goen, G-O-I-N. Um, and yeah, like uh, I know for the for the listeners listening, like I, I know it might feel wrong to just send money to a person you're hearing, um, like sending it directly to an individual, non-organization. But I can guarantee every single person on here that every dollar that comes into my possession that is not for my bills that is for the homeless is going to go there and if this blows up and this becomes a big thing and a lot of people listen to this and i make and i get more money than i know what to do with that money will also go to a charity of some sort um it will go to helping people no matter what it's not going to me it's not going to my life i'm good Unemployment right now in Texas is fucking great. I'm yeah. good. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but, That's awesome. That's um, awesome. You know, what what kind of stuff are you but, but yeah, looking for? What what kind of stuff? Uh, let's say somebody doesn't have f- f- money, money they can give you. How else can they help you? Like what what kind of stuff are you looking for? Absolutely. Um, brown bags, like brown grocery paper bags. Um, HEB bags as well. HEB bags are the best. Homeless people use them and can reuse them because they're such reusable bags. They're strong, they're durable. So not only it, because HEB bags, I would prefer over paper bags. Those are amazing bags. And like, if you've been downtown Austin, you see it, like they reuse them. So not only are you giving them a meal, you're also giving them a bag they can use. Sure, it's a 25 cent bag, but it's still something extra to throw on. Um, You know, those bags are definitely things. uh, Any dry goods, any um, like non-perishables, homemade bread even. Um, I had one individual uh, from In the Weeds who has been donating, um, you know, homemade bread. And she does like uh, two, she does five, two pound loaves. And that's even great. Nice. Like uh, there's so many things um, that could help. I want to get into also throwing um, hand sanitizer 
and any um, like hygiene supplies, toothbrushes, things like that in these bags as well, if I can get them. I know hygiene stuff is super hard to come by right now. Uh, but even reusable wipes, like those come in packages of 100. You can easily dish those out and make five bags of 20 and put those in bags. Like there's so many things. And, um, you know, if any like uh, distillery or someone who works for distilleries listening, like, yeah, any, any type of hand sanitizer, even if it's like little airplane bottles of makeshifts hand sanitizer from a local distillery or anything like that, um, anything really anything that you can think of that won't go bad and can be a benefit of someone in that position. That's awesome, man. That's so great. Um, well, look, I'm also going to do a little recap at the end and sort of summarize some of this stuff too, to help people find you. And on our website page, we'll put some links to like your fa how to connect with you on Facebook and that stuff so that people can click it and get to you and, and, you know, find you and donate to you and, and help you out that way too. So I'm going to make sure we do that as well. Um, you know, David, this is just so cool what you're doing, man. And I'm not trying to praise you because I know that's not what you're looking for, but the, the truth is, dude, if everyone was doing what you're doing, we would be in such a great place. So hey, I just, man, I'm going to be know, honest. I want to say that. I, I'm not doing this for recognition. I'm not doing this to be nice, but at the same time, I'm human. Validation's yeah. nice. Absolutely. You know, of being course. told I'm a good person's nice. Like, Absolutely. That's not why I'm doing it, but I, I like it. <laughs> Absolutely. Look, man, my, my thing has been, you know, I've had to pivot the podcast since we started, um, you know, with the, with the lockdown and everything. Obviously, we normally record at a really nice studio and have in-person guests and all the, the nine, right? So... My thing is, my thing has been since this pivot has been getting people on that are helping people like yourself. But then my thing has been trying to help the people that have been helping people. Does that make sense? Because who's looking out for you trying to help people, right? Because I know you're doing all that work, but, but who's looking out for you? So that's what I've been trying to use my platform for, to help the people that are I helping right other people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. As of right now, the state of Texas is the one helping me, like, but letting me not have any concerns and be able to put all of my energy and focus into this. So, shouts out to Texas. Wait, before I moved here, I thought Texans were weird and how obsessed they were with their state. Sorry for the Texans listening to the Lone Star Plate, but um, after living here for eight months, I I get it. I get, get it, it, right? This you place, get it. Even, from, even from like the most liberal hippie in the world, like I get why this state's so great. And I'm a liberal I've hippie. Been I've been here all forever. All it's it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a good place. They take care of their people, and like I'm understanding it now. I'm 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 really getting it because like even I know you're trying to wrap this up. But I will say real quick, like even with the unemployment thing, like Texas is currently giving six hundred dollars extra a week to everyone on unemployment. That's unheard of. Not many states are doing that, and especially not that amount. And that amount makes a huge, huge difference because, like I said, I don't have to worry about paying bills. I don't have to worry about getting groceries or feeding myself or how I'm going to get through this quarantine because Texas is taking care of me, you know? Yeah. Um, I've never felt like such a Texan in my life until now. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's just so good. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's great. And I, I really appreciate you having me on here, man, because like, I love having this platform talk and also quarantine's getting boring, man. 
It's yeah, getting absolutely. real boring. I agree. You're, you're not alone, dog. You're, you're not Stay alone. Home. Don't go out. Don't protest. But we can acknowledge how boring this shit is. Absolutely. Of course. <laughs> Everyone is. Everyone's trying to find ways to occupy themselves. But look, you're a perfect example of doing something productive with your off time and with the time that you have. Now, granted, if you're just sitting at home, you know, watching Netflix and eating food and not going anywhere, you're still helping the community. You're, you're doing your part, you know, so not to put anybody down like that, right? Like you don't have to be out doing all this stuff either. Just staying home and doing oh. your part it absolutely helps, you know, so everybody's got to do their thing. And if you feel inspired like you, if someone else feels inspired by, by watching this or listening to this and think, you know what, I want to help too. Um, you know, maybe they can reach out to you and, and you can start to build a little team of people that want to go absolutely. help you hand out the bags. That that way that is the uh, long term goal. Um, depending on how long this quarantine stays, um, if I have enough resources coming in to have more than I can manage, is to uh, you know have some people help uh, pass them out. I do understand though, because like like you said, like if you're staying at home watching Netflix, you are doing your part. Yeah. And I'm in an I'm in an interesting position. I'm in a unique position. Um, I don't have any family here. I have literally two friends outside of coworkers because, and they were like my neighbors before they moved um, because I've been here for eight months. Uh, so I don't have any interaction with anyone else really, except for those two friends um, during this quarantine. I don't have family. I don't have older people around me. So I can go out of my way and risk my health a little bit and potentially get this virus that honestly won't really affect me much because of the fact that I don't have that interaction with people. Um, I hope I don't, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I'm in that unique position. I re I recognize that not everyone is. We have immunocompromised people. We have people who have family in Texas who they're seeing, um, and they don't want to risk spreading something to their family. Ab absolutely. Or other people in their life. I get that. I, I absolutely get that. Luckily, I'm in a unique position where I don't really have to worry about getting it. I'm young. I'm healthy. I can risk it. Yeah. Um, so absolutely like like you said i don't want anyone to feel bad or judged or anything like that for um just sitting at home and watching netflix you're not just sitting at home watching netflix you're doing the right thing yeah um, absolutely and that's that's it's really important for people to realize like don't feel bad that you're not doing anything you're doing what you need to be doing absolutely 100 percent. we all got to do our part um, so again, David, thank you so much, man, for coming on. It really has been just an awesome pleasure to talk to you, man, to be honest with you. Um, you know, keep doing what you're doing again. I'm going to, I'll, uh, reach out later today and see, um, I'll, I'll probably just look up your post and, you know, donate that way through the money. I'm just going to give you money and then you can do with it what you think is the right thing. So. Um, yeah, man, Absolutely. again, thank you so much for coming on, dude. I know anyone hearing this and listening to this is going to feel inspired and, and, and whatnot. So just keep doing what you're doing. Stay safe in quarantine, man. Keep washing those hands and, you know, just stay safe when you go out there, man. So again, thank you so much for coming on. Not nah, problem. It was my pleasure, man. Thank you so much for having me.